Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wang and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck are you doing today? I bet you it's been a wild day for you no matter where you are in the world like it has been for me or anybody else. Man, there's just so much going on and so much changing. The world is just not the same as it was 24 hours ago in the United States and I know it's not that way uh, all over the world. Uh, Things have certainly changed a lot due to the coronavirus. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of shows on that this week, and I'm sure in the weeks to come, a lot of changes uh, in life uh, have happened. And a lot of people, uh, particularly younger people, uh, people, you know, older, people my age, you know, I should say that about my parents, now I'm older, uh, you know, have been around for a while, have have seen some some pretty um, horrific things. Uh, but I don't know, this is, this is turning out into um, a particularly... Um, unique event one I certainly haven't seen before but I know my my parents certainly saw things uh, to this extent when they were kids Uh, my mother's sister died in a diphtheria uh, epidemic Uh, my father's mother died Uh, of course I've mentioned that many times on the show in a flu epidemic and uh, I can remember as a little boy uh, people being paranoid of polio and the first polio vaccine coming out and I've told that story a million times before I can remember going to a school cafeteria and getting a little uh, vaccination uh, you know in a a vaccine in a little cup that had a little dot, a little dimple in the bottom of the cup and you had to drink all this stuff uh, you know to be vaccinated um, or you know against polio it was a friggin miracle People were just ecstatic. But today's show, uh, you know, has to do uh, with fear. Uh, that's that's kind of the topic that I wanted to use. And it could be fear of anything. Uh, it just doesn't have to be the coronavirus. But, you know, some things really, uh, you know, frighten the, the, the bejesus out of people. I know uh, when I had my heart issue and had to have a stent put in, that was, that was very fearful. When the doctor comes in and says, hey, you know, we're going to run this thing up your uh, arm here or we're going to, you know, put it in through your groin. And uh, if we find the blockage, we're going to do, uh, you know, crack your chest open and hopefully we'll be able to do a bypass surgery and you won't die. Uh, you know, that'll that'll wake you up in the morning or, you know, you um, I once had a very terrible infection that could have been life threatening. Uh, and I was, uh, you know, in uh, an infection control environment for about six days. Uh, you know, they, it looked like it was going to have to have my lymph nodes removed in addition to other things. That was uh, pretty scary. And, you know, other a couple of other, uh, you know, issues over my lifetime. But, uh, you know, those are just stories that a million people could have. But they're very fearful. They certainly, they cer- that certainly will wake you up in the morning, to be sure, in terms of the fear factor of things. And, um, 
there are other things. Uh, you know, we're in an environment right now where, unfortunately, uh, people feel very much out of control because uh, we have an environment in this particular country where people are less than truthful with us and a whole bunch of other people are in denial and, and, and want to just, you know, whistle by the graveyard and say, oh, this ain't nothing, nothing's happening, but hey man, this, the bodies are stacking up all over the world from this thing and, uh, you know, more to follow. Uh, so uh, a lot of people are fearful. They're fearful of their jobs. They're fearful of what's going to happen with my kids. They don't even know the symptoms to this or the symptoms to the, you know, this could be something like the flu, or it could be something like a chest cold, it could be something like a whole bunch of shit, nobody has any real tests for it, that are quickly available, you know, doctors are telling you, hey, don't come drop by the office until you call first, don't go to the hospital before, you know, you check with your doctor first, or whatever, so, you know, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in people. So fear, you know, becomes contagious. It's very normal. You either want to fight something or flee from it. That's the, you know, the fight or, the, the fight or flight uh, response to uh, fearful stimuli is, is what human beings have. Well, when they can't do that, they stay in this stuck stage where they, you know, you and I become, we, uh, we get preoccupied. We ruminate on these things. And then we have a constant state of fear and that state of fear starts to really be detrimental to our system. It creates all kinds of, you know, bad chemicals in our body, I'll just put it that way, that are not helpful, helpful for us. And it also starts shutting down a lot of the healthy, uh, you know, systems in our body that protect us and give us immunity from other things. Why? Because uh, your body shuts those things down like, a, like we would if we were in a, you know, running a machine and said, we need more power, cut these other things for five minutes, so we can either fight or get the hell out of here. And human beings are only meant to fight for a couple of minutes or flee for a couple of minutes, and that's it. And so when these systems shut down, it's only supposed to be for a few minutes or these chemicals are released in our body. Well, when we keep thinking about them in modern times and we're not fighting or fleeing, our body keeps getting depleted for day after day and week after week. And you see people will have emotional and physical and health breakdowns. They become physically sick. And this is what's happening right now. And I wanted to explain that as a psychologist, at least from one point of view. And I don't think that anybody's really addressing that with people. This is, uh, this is like the basis of psychosomatic or psychogenic medicine or psychology where, you know, you have psychological undertones to things. And they're the cause or the genesis of, of, of a disorder or an illness or whatever. It's caused by that kind of stress uh, on our system. You know, so you don't want to do that to yourself. Uh, and I don't want to do that to myself uh, if we don't need to, because there's enough of that out there just in general right now. You know, you're going to go to the store and like the funny story yesterday, you know, there's no toilet paper for what possible reason or no water. There's no, there's not a problem with water with the coronavirus and there's not a problem with toilet paper with the coronavirus. So why would anybody start hoarding that? But once somebody does, then you're forced to, to try and jump into that fear-based activity or get pissed off about it or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, fear becomes a big problem for you. One of the things that's helpful with fear is to remember that this has happened before. 
that this is part of life, uh, whether it's the coronavirus right now affecting everybody or you go to the doctor and somebody says, hey, man, you've got stage three cancer. What's the diff? Really? It's all about how you're going to deal with something. And yeah, you're going to get shook up. You're going to get anxious. You're going to get fearful. You're going to get scared and everything else like that. And then, you know, you, me, everybody else, you have to make some decisions about things. Well, the same is with this situation. Eventually, this situation will be over. Essentially, you know, uh, eventually most people that you know, and probably yourself, are, are going to get out of it unscathed. You know, you'll be scared. You might even get sick with this, or somebody might get very sick, or somebody in your family might die, uh, God forbid. But, uh, you know, those things are going to happen, but it may not be, uh, you know, as terrible as you think it is, or it might even be worse. But the point being is eventually it will be over. Eventually it will be over and life will return uh, to kind of the way that it was. And people will rebuild and hopefully learn some lessons from this and, um, you know, move on in other directions. And in every crisis, there's an opportunity. Maybe future lives will be saved from those people who gave their lives now or some other such thing, you know, will happen or occur. But, uh, you know, no normalcy will return. And, you know, we're not a country anymore that studies history or embraces science or knowledge to any great extent, you know, you want shit that's on the internet or you want somebody to, to give you a meme or some buzzword and whatever, but people don't want to take any time and, and look back in history or, or look at other times. And, you know, we have something that's fairly, um, well, isn't recent if you're 30 years old, but if you're a guy like me, I, I was born just a few years after it was all over. And that was the Great Depression and World War II. And let me tell you, man, uh, you know, the people, my parents, my aunts and uncles and people like that, of course, they lived through all that. Even my older brother and my older sister were born, uh, you know, during the end of the Depression and the beginning of the war. Uh, and I'm meaning World War II. I mean, that was a world war, folks. I mean, that was, that was a serious deal. You think 9-11 uh, was, was a big deal. Well, can you imagine Pearl Harbor and then declaring world war and, you know, people, hundreds of thousands of American troops and, you know, being captured and people in Dunkirk. And I mean, Jesus, democracy was uh, was on the ropes. In Europe, I mean, you know, people were really worried in California that the Japanese were going to invade there. We had German U-boats off of the East Coast. I know because one of my uncles was torpedoed twice in the Merchant Marine. So this was serious stuff, but you know, we did have great models at that time. And one of the, the greatest models was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR. You know, the, I think one of the greatest presidents that maybe the greatest uh, that ever lived. He was elected four times. He died in his fourth term. That's why we can only have presidents now for two terms. But four terms, he didn't play any games with people. people he was beloved. He had his detractors also. But he was a guy, if you think Bernie Sanders is a liberal and, uh, you know, is progressive. Well, it was Roosevelt. I mean, man, my God, with Social Security, he got this country through the Depression. He used to have fireside chats. And he addressed, as a wonderful leader, 
things routinely with the American people. And he inspired American people with his courage, with his optimism, with his transparency, and his sense of purpose at all time. And he had one of the most um, famous quotes regarding fear. And he said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. And you know, that was that was uh, one of his most famous things. And it was right after, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor. And when we were on the ropes and people were scared to death, we felt that uh, fascism and the Axis powers, we, th- we thought we might lose that war and, and be invaded and be ruled by those maniacs, uh, you know, the Japanese and the Germans at the time. And they were maniacs. I'm not going to mince any words about that. Say that they had a difference of opinion. No, they were maniacs, man. So that was serious stuff. So Americans were mightily afraid and for good reason. It was real close, folks. It was real close. But people like Roosevelt would, uh, you know, would, would deal with American people and think about things, inspire them, motivate them, and always provide hope and direction for them. And the same thing happened with the Great Depression, where if you think the economic times were bad in 2008 or with the stock market crashing right now. Hey, remember, watch Cinderella Man with, uh, you know, about uh, the uh, boxer played by Russell Crowe, Jim Braddock. I mean, there there were no backups for people. There, just just about everybody and his brother was out of a job. There were people who lost everything, jumping out of windows. There were no backup systems. There were no social service programs to help anybody else. If you were broke, your ass was broke. You starved to death. You had the Dust Bowl. You had Okies. You had people with no place to go. You took about a whole states of people. You know, that's where John Steinbeck wrote the book, The Grapes of Wrath. What Roosevelt used to do is he used to get on the radio and have fireside chats with people. He would inspire people. He wouldn't bullshit people. He would talk about values. And one of them was to have courage. And, you know, Billy Graham, the the, the evangelist, uh, had a really good one. And a lot of people put religion down and spirituality. Billy Graham did a lot of uh, wonderful things in terms of motivating people to do good things. Uh, and he had a great thing about courage. And he said, courage is contagious. When a brave man takes a stand, he said, the spines of others are often stiffened. And you know, that's true. Fear is contagious. And so is courage. And you know, now is a time that, you know, accept the fact when you feel afraid. And that's a normal response, and it's a good response. It's a healthy response to get you motivated to do something. And then picture FDR. Get on Google and take a, take a listen to him and see what he was like. See what kind of a man. Take a listen to one of his fireside chats or the, the uh, mayor of New York City, the famous mayor, Fiorello LaGuardia. That's why they named it LaGuardia Airport. When people were so broke, most people couldn't afford a radio in their house or electricity even. They, were, they couldn't even pay the electric company, and they certainly couldn't afford nickel or dime for a paper. And what Mayor LaGuardia would do is every Sunday, he would have a fireside chat and he would read the funny papers to the kids and the families. Because people like that. They like Joe Palooka and Dandi and Prince Valiant. You don't know about any of these things. Popeye, Little Abner, all those things. That was the kind of the internet at the time. 
that version. People would listen to the radio and they they want their funny papers on a Sunday. That was a big deal. And newspapers were like Facebook and the internet. So they would get on there. They, they wouldn't see the crap that we see right now and the, 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 the despondent, just abhorrent behaviors that we see. You would have people telling you good things. Courage is contagious from Billy Graham. You have nothing to fear but fear itself from FDR. Things like that. Uh, they And they weren't silly things. They were things that could motivate you. The famous nurse, Florence Nightingale. What did she say? She said, how very little can be done under the spirit of fear. You know, and then you had the, the, the great person who, try, who tried to help all the... Uh, I think it was the uh, Dutch uh, Jewish people, uh, uh, Corey Tenboom. You know, she would hide the Jews with her sister uh, from the Germans, from the Nazis. And what did she say? She said, worry and, worry and fear does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. She was telling you that you worry and you're fearful. It takes away all the things from you today. It ruins your today. But it doesn't change anything about tomorrow. Now, these things are hard to remember sometimes when you're in the midst of fear. But you want to know something? They're important things. They're important things. Why? Because when we take a hit list and we meditate about things to overcome fear, we help ourselves. And the great philosopher Aristotle had a very clever thing to say about that. He said that he who has overcome his fears will truly be free. And it's true. When you overcome your fears, when you flood yourself and face your fears and you you throw, you know, abandon to the wind and say, hey, I'm gonna gonna face it, I'm gonna deal with it, it is what it is, you really do become free. Aristotle had it knocked, like FDR had it knocked, like Billy Graham had it knocked, like Harry Ten Boom and all the rest. And you know something else? If you're afraid, tell somebody else, because the famous actress Shirley MacLaine had a wonderful quote. See, I love all these quotes with people because they're thoughtful. She said, fear makes strangers of people who would be friends. Fear. Big walls, locking people out, grabbing all the toilet paper, all the water, hiding in your cellar. Fear makes strangers of people who would be friends. It doesn't mean not to be careful. It doesn't mean to you know, protect yourself and, and not uh, be part of the problem. But if you're doing it, you do it and you do the best you can. And you deal with each thing one day at a time. And you know, with me doing the show tonight, I'm talking to myself and reminding myself of all of these things as much as I'm trying to remind you uh, of these things in order to be happier and healthier and uh, to try and get through this thing. Because I have to remember that in my life, I've faced uh, you know, tremendous financial uh, you know, burdens when I got divorced. I've, I've been a single parent with two kids and been all alone with a billion dollars worth of bills and not knowing how I was gonna make it. I've seen my oldest daughter pass away. I've seen my parents get Alzheimer's and it's sick. I've had my house flood twice. I've, like I said, you know, had a stent put in my heart, uh, my kidneys blown out and whatever. And you want to know what? Every time I think I've got it rough, 
there's a million other people. And somehow, some way, with the help of my family, uh, with uh, a faith uh, in God and, and, a, and a sense of appreciation and trying to do the best that I can, even when I'm scared shitless, that's the clinical term, being scared shitless, you know, somehow or another, uh, you know, I've gotten through most of it. And someday I won't. And neither will you. And that's the time when, you know, we go on to the next stage in our journey, uh, in, in our life experience. But for right now, let's do the best that we can. And uh, yeah, when we get frightened and we get scared, not to be repetitious, understand it's normal, and then try and remember those other things as well. To have some confidence. You do your version of FDR. You do your version of, of uh, Fiorella LaGuardia. And maybe there's somebody who's scared to death and you know remind them of something or do something that they like or, or have some fun and uh, make a joke out of something or whatever. Whatever you think is the right thing to remind yourself that life is still going to be good at some point down the road. Not to deny science, not to deny the gravity of what's out there, but to face it. Like people have to, all through history. Face it truthfully. And face it with as many of your friends and family and your neighbors as you can. You know, you don't want to be uh, you don't want to be like the Twilight Zone monsters on Maple Street where everybody's running around and, and trying to to kill each other. You know, we want to stick together. We'll get through it together. Most of us will. And those people who don't. We'll do our best to make things as good as we can for them. Right. OK, well, that's my show today on fear. And I hope you thought it was a good one. And if you did, I don't know. Review, rate the show. Send me an email if you liked it. Send me a comment. I'm on Facebook. It's swanglin. That's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. And you be good. Okay? Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wanglin. That's at S. Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. 
What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.